My guest this week was the first person to be a cast member on Mad TV and Saturday Night Live. He's a hysterical comedian who I've seen in person and a great impressionist. It's great to have Jeff Richards here. It's great to be here, and thank you for having me. And uh, under these circumstances, you know, I don't know what that means. There are some circumstances that were under them. I mean, there's always some circumstances, right? Right. Good or bad. Right. You you see me live, huh? Where did you see me live? Okay, I saw you in 2003. The only time I ever went to L.A., I went on vacation. You were at the Improv, and you were doing an SNL. I think it was an SNL audition for Finesse Mitchell. Okay. And because I was sitting with, I was sitting next to Mackenzie Phillips. No, they just put us next to each other, and she was like, "Thorns people are here." There, uh, I, I saw your name, so I said, "Oh, that's who we're gonna go see." Because I wanted to go to the Improv, and I wanted to go see somebody I knew. And I said, "Jeff Richards from Saturday Night Live." Okay, we're going. So, but when I got there, they were like, "Oh, this is the." Uh, they're looking at. Uh, Finesse Mitchell. And then as soon as he was yeah. done, everybody... I think I, I kind of vaguely remember that night, actually, yeah. Drew Carey came on and did Who, Who's Live? Line is it anyway, right afterwards? Afterwards, yeah. And yeah. then as soon as Finesse was done, like half the crowd left. Yeah, yeah, that's how that goes. They're all there to see one person. They all leave, right? You want to go before that person. That's always the best, right? Oh, right. Remember, Quentin Tarantino was at the comedy store uh, a few years ago, and he was there to see uh, Jamar Neighbors, I believe. So he wanted to get up before Jamar Neighbors. <laughs> right. You know. Because you know. Quentin can look at you and go, I see him in a, you know, who knows? You know. Yeah. So I um, asked everybody this. Uh, who were the first comedians who made you laugh? Eddie Murphy, uh, Kids in the Hall, um, Monty Python. Specifically, was Eddie Murphy was the, the first real big one. David Letterman. Yes. Yeah, those are the, the ones pretty much, yeah. yeah. Letterman was a big one. You know, I was like 12 watching him and trying to imitate him back then, you know. You know was, I love David Letterman. You, you do say, a- good, good to have you here. Again, I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my right. Louis Anderson impression. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Great, Dave. Great, yeah. I had to pull. Try, try to pull. Paul, how you doing? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Great. That's pretty much it, yeah. Nice wrote, to have you with us. I uh, also, same thing, 12 years old, Letterman fan, taped it every night, watched it as soon as I got home. And yep. then in eighth grade, you had to do a, for, we had this class uh, where you had to do a speech as somebody, and I did, like, I did Letterman. And nobody knew who, because, you know, everybody else is, you know, 12, 13 years old. They don't stay up. Yeah, yeah. I had a blue card. Yeah. And I threw it behind me. Made a fake. Nice. And so like, you had a TV in your room, right? I had a TV. It was my bar mitzvah present. Nice. Nice. So, so you had a TV in your room as well. I did. My uncle worked for Quasar at the time. Do you remember okay. Quasar? Yes. So I had a Quasar TV. Okay. And it wasn't a flat screen. <laughs> Who's the first guy that you did? First impression that you did? You know, I think it might have been Letterman. Letterman, or we don't, you know, not celebrity was like uh, my uncle, my mom, my uh, teachers. And then it was sort of like Letterman, you know, junior high school was doing like Letterman and uh, maybe De Niro. Um, 
those those ones. Yeah, just kind of went from there. Just a lot of teachers, you know, I'd get in front of the front of the class before the teacher would come in the room at the beginning of the class and, and start doing the teacher. You know, I started making fun of the teacher and then they'd come in and I'd go sit down. And that was uh, that was my early stand up work. <laughs> I had this sort of kind of like the same thing. They would give me three minutes in the beginning if I would just shut up for the rest of the period. Nice. I had that worked out nice. with them. So, but um, so you're a performer a little bit too, or uh, haven't in ten years. No, but I did stand up. What for, made you stop? Had a kid. You know, I I realized that you like you guys stay up all night, do three, four, five shows, and I had a job. You you go for yeah. it. You either go for it or you don't go for it. You can't yeah. do half ass. Well, see, now you could be a comedian because you can't do stand up. Mm. You have to stay home. Right. Yeah, but back then you stay up late, you do a few spots, you wake up late. Now my schedule, I get up early, try to make videos, because, you, you know, there is no nighttime. I mean, people are doing outside shows, but I haven't really cracked that yet. I might do one actually coming up, but it's a little nerve-wracking, you know, with everything. And you haven't grown the Ludman beard either? No, I got that in the closet. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't, I can't grow anything really. I got patches. Me too. I got the same, same problem. Yeah. So I just look like, uh, somebody played a practical joke on me when I shaved off all the, you know, right. like I'm laying on a couch and someone pranked me, you know, no, I don't, I don't bother with facial hair. No, I can't do it either. Um, so first time you stepped on stage, you remember that? Did you stand up? Yeah, I do. I was in North Carolina. Uh, I was going to school out there, and uh, a friend of mine. I was doing. A, I was actually in an improv troupe, and it was like the second or third week of being in the troupe. One of the kids in the in, in, uh, one of the kids in the troupe was like, "I'm going to go do uh, stand up." So I was like, "Oh man, I got I got to go do that." So I went with them, and they said, "Next next week you'll go up." You know, so I went up, and it was great. It was a great open mic. You know, it was like 200 people at this open mic every week. That's good. And it was just awesome, awesome, really, you know, good, uh, encouraging type of crowd, you know. And that I remember the first night, yeah, did like four or five minutes. Did uh, do impressions? Did Letterman? He did, did. Yeah, did um, Eddie Murphy. You know, I wasn't very good, obviously, but I could kind of do the voices. I was on my way, I think. Okay. But it was a great place to start out. Charlie Goodnights and. Uh, North Carolina. Okay, what what city? Is it? Raleigh. Okay, because I uh, have a cousin who went to Duke, so. Okay. And sorry he... to hear that. Oh, I'm sorry, I lost you. I'm sorry, went to Duke. And his girlfriend I went, went to Chapel Hill. It's and his girlfriend went to Chapel Hill. Right. And it was a yeah 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 it was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, that... it was great. I loved going to school there. It's awesome. All right, and when did you uh, get tapped for Mad TV? About Mad TV, um, I think it was like 2000, 1999, yeah. something like that. Might have been 1999. Just uh, had an audition. Uh, somebody recommended me to Mad TV to do a stand-up audition. So I did like five minutes, and um, I did pretty good. And then they, they were just like, well, come back and 
you know, I kept coming back and auditioning and working on my new audition and coming back and trying new, to come up with new characters and coming back and, and, um, and then eventually I got, got that show. Um, and yeah, so that was, a, that's how that went. And I think you, the first show, I don't, I watched them all this week. Um, I don't think I, you were on the first show. I'm not sure if you had a, if you were on as a, if you had a speaking part, the second show you did Letterman. Was it the second show, huh? Yeah. And, uh, Nicole Sullivan was Meg Ryan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Will Sasso was Paul. Was Paul. Yep. yep. And then yeah, you, that was exhilarating. That was just crazy. Cause I hadn't done much theater. I'd done a little theater. I'd like an extra part in, in a play in junior college, but I hadn't done it like at that level. And, and that, you know, cause you, you know, you had to memorize everything. They don't have cue cards like SNL mm. and you really don't get a, you really got to get it down in the first or second take pretty much, you know, otherwise they start looking at you sideways. What's but, the uh, writing schedule like there? Is it different? What's that? Is the writing schedule too much, is it much different than SNL? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I got there, I didn't have really any experience in, you know, like being in the groundlings. I was in the groundlings for a second but I never really learned how to write sketches. So when I got there, they just, you know, put me in things. I didn't really know how to write a sketch. So, and then when you get to SNL, then you kind of try to figure that out a little more, at least learn how to write an update, right? you know, or, you know, at least because the way I looked at it was like, I'm just going to kind of do the best I can and, and maybe read an update every week, do a different impression just to kind of put things out there for maybe right. later on, if they want to use an impression or something. Like you just at least show them that you could do it. That's how, that's how I kind of try to do it. Right. I just saw the Mad TV when it was the NFL on Fox and the, Dennis Miller got the job of Monday Night Football. So you did all your stand-up comedian uh, impressions, auditioning to yes. do that. Yeah. And you're Louis Anderson. Gary Shanling. Gary Shanling. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, who are the other ones? Louis Anderson. You guys ready to play that feud? <laughs> you ever do that? You ever do it? How you doing? <laughs> Show me water. <laughs> you know, do that. And yeah, those ones. And uh, always trying to learn new ones, you know, trying <laughs> to learn new impressions. Do you think that the people that are famous now are like, how do you do Warren Beatty? Well, he's not famous now, but you know what I mean. Like there are some people that are not that their voices are just you can't do them because they're just not normal. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a lot of voices I can't do for sure. But I always just try not to push myself too much, you know, just to try to, you know, just absorb how they are, their cadence, their their quality of their voices. Just kind of observe and just let it kind of sink in, and then try it, you know. Don't try to really rush it too much because mm. uh, if I rush it too quick and then it doesn't sound like I'm, then I get discouraged. So it's, uh, and then some of them I could just kind of pick up quicker. You know, you, you listen to them and you go, Oh wait, I think that sounds like, I think I know what that sounds like, you know? And then, right. Is there anybody that just depends? Is there anybody that people think of a simple to do that you would never, you never got the hang of? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I just can't quite think. Um, like, I could never do Pee Wee Herman. 
Yeah, I guess I kind of was like, like ones that everybody does, do, you know, ones that everybody does. Um, I just am not as, I don't grab it. I don't want to do those as much right. just because it's like, you know, I'd rather try to do someone maybe that people haven't done as much of or, or maybe haven't done, you know. Yeah. So like uh, Willem Dafoe or something, you know. Yeah. Certain ones like that that are, I find unique. Or at least I haven't seen a bunch of people doing them. I like to kind of crack the code myself a little bit. You know? Right. Like if I see everybody doing it, it's like a Trump impression. You see everybody doing it. Anybody can kind of come with up with something. Right. It, it, you know, it's broken all the walls down already. Christopher Walken. Right. Exactly. Same kind of thing. But you'd be surprised. A lot of people want a Christopher Walken impression. Mm. Some people do, you know. Okay. Um, did you watch Saturday Night Live growing up? Yep, yep. Who was your favorite cast member? Probably Dana Carvey. Um, and who else? Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody really in different capacities. Mm. But Dana Carvey was the one I was like, oh, I kind of want to do it like that a little bit. I want to try to, you know, because he would get, I, to me, he would, he would do an impression, but he would like, it's almost like he got inside it and then just, just created his own Character. And almost like an original character with it. Like he would just exaggerate things to a point where you go, well, I know that doesn't sound just like him, but I like what he's doing with that. Like I like the the added, the idea of it almost or something. I don't know what I'm trying and to And then say. you hear other people and you're like, well, that's Dana Carvey's George Bush that you're doing. When right. You're, it's that right. unique. Right. Yeah. I think it's like you don't want to, I mean, I never want to do one that's, just perfectly exact because I don't think that you're not almost like you're not given much commentary to it with the impression, you know, mm. like if you're just doing it exactly how it is, you know, I feel like you should have almost, it's almost like you should almost have like an, almost an opinion in a way. Oh yeah. Uh, well, is there anybody you yeah, get... they just have to be able to get into you, you know, like something about them that makes you want to, because it is, I mean, impressions and stuff, you are kind of, there's a degree of it where you're mocking the person too. Right. There is that mocking thing. Um, and, and, and that kind of fuels you a little bit. Right. And, and then maybe that's not, a, maybe that's a negative thing in a way, but it's something to hold on to. It's like, yeah, this person makes me, you know, it's, yeah, it's hard to explain, but, um, it's just like a certain thing gets inside you that almost gives you your opinion of how to do it. This is, I'm getting real technical. But no, I understand. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just something about them that gives you an opinion. I don't know. But Daryl Hammond in the colors, he, he sees different colors. Yeah. And that like was a great example. Daryl's another guy that I love to watch when yeah. I was in, you know. I, saw your pod, your, I listened to your podcast. It was really good. Oh, thank you. Which one? Me on him or him on me? Uh, when I, I listen to both, you know, when you had the guest host, huh. I, I, I see things in that guy, that Letterman guy. He's, he's going places. Yeah, I think it's going to do okay. Yeah. And uh, when he did you, also, I watched. I was right. Both. Yeah. When you, yeah, I was one of those Saturday Live nerds who were on the computer, probably the, the bane of your guys' existence, but you didn't care uh, when you were on the cast. Oh, they didn't even. We didn't even do the internet then. No, there was that all, was before. 
no social media when I was on SNL. There was no hardly anything. People had websites, but there wasn't much email. Everyone emailed each other, but there was a there news wasn't group. Much internet. There was a news group called Alt.TV.SNL. I was, you know, I was in high school in ninety. I graduated ninety five. That was around. That was it. Yeah. And I was like, this Jeff Richards, I think he's going to be like in the next Dana Carvey, is what I thought. Right. From reading about you. But you're an impressionist with characters. Don't believe everything you read. Um, No, I'm a happy guy. I love doing doing this stuff. Yeah. And I just, I'm glad that it's kind of made that turn where it's like, you don't have to be on a big sketch show to do impressions and look like them. Now you have deep fakes. Now you have Mm. face swap. It's it's opened a new it's a new opportunity, right? Your impressions. People forget that there were impressionists before SNL with Frank Gorshin and uh, Rich Little right. and those guys. So it's sort of bringing it back. It's 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 making it accessible. You know, hmm. it's like you don't have to look at my face; you can look at their face. But I can move my face around, and it looks like you know. It's like you know. It's great. Right. I love it. So you auditioned for got SNL and you moved to New York. And unfortunately, there was another set of circumstances that awaited you. Right. I was pregnant. Oh. And uh, no. Um, yeah. No, it was like, uh, yeah, 9-11. Yeah. wonder if that, yeah. No, yeah. So the first day was supposed to be, uh, the first day was supposed to be nine eleven. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you guys come yeah. late August to start. Well, it was a commercial commercial parody read through, so all the cast is going to be there, all going to meet each other, kind of thing. Those who haven't met each other, you know. Right. Um, you know, so that was one. That's what happened. My first day of teaching too. Really. Driving into work, and I heard Howard Stern say uh, a plane went through a. Uh, you know, the first tunnel, and they stop, and there's a cop at the stop sign next to me. And I'm like, like what are you doing? There's a plane in the World Trade Center. And the guy's like, yeah, okay. And then the next thing, he gets all points bulled into going to the World Trade Center. Wow. And I was at Aviation in Long Island City. So uh-huh. I got uh, the trying to cross the Queensboro, and I get there, and I look, I see the second plane going. So it was, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, I woke up. My friend was staying with me. He woke me up. A plane had already hit, and then he woke me up, and I saw the second plane hit. Mm. Yeah. It's a comedy yeah. show, so. What's that? I said, we're doing a comedy show here. So, anyway. Well, yeah. And you have to adjust, and the show must go on. Mm. Yeah. And you got to see, you know, Rudy Giuliani and right Bernard Carrick and Paul Simon, that whole opening. And yep. um, mm-hmm. so you were in there with Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler as the feature players and Dean Edwards. Yeah. And Dean, and Dean Edwards. Yes. And did they tell you that they were going to establish you as a certain point or. No, no, I not really just uh, keep working, trying, get better and more comfortable was really all that was sort of the sentiment to that. You just kind of, Try to come up with things, come up with ideas, sketches, things for the host, things for yourself, socialize, you know. So the, it was pretty cool. Yeah, your first sketch, you played Gary Shandling in a uh, 
on a red carpet. Yeah. And then you get to do Gene Wilder and Willy Wonka, the Chocolate Factory uh, parody. Yeah, yeah. And then in November, you, or sorry, December, you Jackman's the host, you did uh, Drunk Girl for the first time. Right. And what was the origins of Drunk Girl? What was what? The origins of Drunk Girl. Well, yeah, I just, I was, uh, I was doing stand-up in San Diego, like maybe a year or so before SNL. And there was a girl in the audience that just started, you know, yelling at me, trying to have a conversation from the crowd. So I couldn't really put that fire out by just talking to her. So I just started talking to her as her. It's like impersonating her, mocking or whatever, coming back at her with, she'd say something, I'd say something. I hate you too, you know, just back and forth. And, uh, and then it was just like, okay. Then I tried to make that a character in my stand up and I did. And then, then I got to SNL and I had the character and I was like, tried to get on update doing it. And they were like, you know, do it as a, you know, do it as a story. Like you're talking about what happened to you with this drunk girl. I said, I'd love to just play drunk girl, you know? And then Tina Fey's the one that kind of helped push up push that through and, and that that was um yeah so when people recognize you you think they recognize you mostly they, hey it's drunk girl i used to be i don't really get recognized much anymore really at all hardly at all but uh but again we're not really leaving our houses that's true i barely leave the square block you know mm. um but yeah that was the one that you know sure that was the one that people knew and then you also you got to understand too you're you know obviously you're you're playing different impressions i did mm. a you know good amount of impressions you know mm. nobody recognizes that you know which is fine but yeah you have to come up with something where they see your face right i mean charlie it's not, not the goal but you know yeah i mean part of what you're trying to do is is to get america to fall in love with you and you know once that happens which I don't know if that ever happened for me, but it was sort of like, at least that character was, you know, people like that, um, you know, things that they enjoy and like, they want to see again, you know, that's the, sort of the nature of, of how, how to get popular on the show. And you were versatile. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I can tap dance anymore, but <clears throat> no, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I mean, like, you uh, did uh, Charlie Rose. And Lance Bass. Give me a sense. I mean, talk about what you. I mean, give me a sense of what you do. Yeah, I, I did that with. Uh, did any of those air? I don't even remember. Do you know? Yeah, Charlie Rose. Charlie Air. Roses? Charlie Rose Air. What did? Was that with Robert De Niro? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was tough too because that's one of those sketches where I remember like going. I never really could. It's hard. The hard. The hardest thing to figure out is how to like just you know, um, naturally look at a card, you know, look at a cue card, you know, just pick up the line, you know, like, and and make it be a fluid. Like Will Ferrell was like the best at that. Like he would just pick a line up and then just keep going. And so that was like a hard thing to do because, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't fully memorize everything because things would change. Mm -hmm. So you, you try to memorize it just enough to where if it changed, you could memorize that too hard to explain but like you know um you know you, you're just trying to not be super 
married to the lines. Right. You know them really well, but if something changes, you can, you'll, you'll adapt to that. But there are always also certain phrases you need for each impression. Like for Letterman, there's like a certain thing you need to say, right? To get you back or no? You mean if you've messed up a line? No, like when you do like an impression, isn't there like a yeah. a phrase that you use as like the, the one that you use to sort of base the impression on almost, or you have to... to, to, to yeah, a starter thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not, not all the no, time because no. you don't write these, you don't write everything you do. And so other people writing dialogue for your impressions... Why not put it in? You got to make it sound like... And then maybe there's that, that time when you go... Can I kind of say maybe this word instead of this word? You know, certain things to make it make it easier for you to sound like the impression. Um, but that's why I like doing my podcast because you know it's you know I write questions out, but I can improv and there's no real rules. Mm. Um, and like I said, I'm coming up with what I'm saying. So I can make sure I can slow it down to make sure I sound like them. If it's the, if it's a patch that's a little choppy, or you know, like you said, say something that gets you back in the impression, like do a laugh or something that gets you back. You know, it's it's much more challenging when other people write the right. impressions. Okay, uh, Kevin Spacey, um, yeah. was that one that you had with you, or is that something that you had to do during the week? You know, I don't really remember. Um, I think I kind of had it before, um, a little bit before, and maybe I worked on it and got better at it. I think. Um, and like ones like Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman, it's like that was a, that was a tricky one too because really I could do it best when I didn't talk that loud. Like if I have to project with it, it I lose the quality of, you know, what it sounds like, you know, it doesn't, Cause he really doesn't talk quite as much it. like him, but if I can get close with it. So that was challenging. We only did that once, but you know, had I done that again there, if I would have been like, let's just, can I just mic it? Can we put it in a mic? Like he's given a, a speech or some sort of address or something. Right. And then you come back into a second season and more impressions Dr. Phil. Right, right. Michael Moore. I just did Dr. Phil with, uh, you know, because my podcast is basically I'm never there. Right, you have a guest But I, I get celebrities to fill in, and those are my impressions. So I just did David, uh, I mean, uh, Dustin, Dr. Phil with Dave Keckner. Oh, Dave yeah. Keckner's a funny so guy. That'll be out this Thursday. I don't know when this airs, but. This will be, this is like two months from now. Yeah. I could. And Dr. Phil was a weird one, too, because. I messed up and didn't get to the set quick enough on the run through. Like there's dress rehearsal, there's the show, but before that is the run through mm -hmm. where they kind of time everything out and stuff. And I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, I wasn't thinking, I thought I had more time or something. So I didn't get there quick enough. So they had to stop, which they, they do that sometimes, but it kind of threw me a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I felt really like rattled by it, but I got together by air and did fine but i remember that being like <laughs> it shows a million different ways to be stressful I I'm a, no. oh the alor episode i'm sorry the alor episode yeah alor episode that's what i'm, I'm sorry it was a, was a good episode i remember uh for me it was a fun episode 
Willy Wonka, we did a full sketch. Right. That was that's a funny sketch because you know, he gets handed the chocolate factory and it's bleeding it's hemorrhaging money. Well, we're losing money fast. You know, it's not easy. I hope you do. I think you will. I hope that you will. I think that we will. I don't know for sure, but maybe, yeah. I always loved Willy Wonka. Well, we tried to do Willy Wonka. I tried to do that, you know, but it didn't make sense. Because, like, you know, one of the things on the show is, like, you don't necessarily do an impression unless there's maybe a reason to do the person. Right. You know, so that it's not so forced or, you know. And I remember there wasn't really a reason to do Willy Wonka. It was like a movie from 30 years ago or so, right? Hmm. But but just so happened, two weeks after that, they had the 30th anniversary of Willy Wonka. And they had this commemorative DVD coming out. So let's, let's do something on this, you know? And then that was enough to do it, which was, uh, which was a great moment, too, because I remember that's like one of the first times where it's like I really saw the look fully, fully happening, you know, like incredible outfit you know costume incredible like wig hair everything and i almost i look pretty similar to him anyway really so the same shape of the face so that was fun to see like an impression become like you know almost evolved or whatever you know right with all the accoutrements what was it like when don pardo said your name for the first time you know pretty awesome um i was like watching my mom watch that part like from the audience i saw where my mom was sitting and i was watching her watch me on the opening credits so i remember that more than hearing my name by don pardo but yes it was pretty cool to hear my name by don pardo there's many many times after that i'm like this is pretty cool yeah and now daryl does mm -hmm. the don pardo right so that's pretty cool as well I actually got to meet Don Pardo, and he asked me what my name was, and then he went, "Ladies and gentlemen," and he did, and he said my name, and I was like, "Awesome!" I guess he that's randomly just cool. does that to people, <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah, you you were luckily picked. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I always try to start up light conversation with him at the coffee area. I'd see him. You did a Burt Bacharach impression that was cut from reruns. Right. I. Not hundred percent remembering. What did you? What was wrong with it? That it was a it was a rhyming kind of thing. I was like uh, about something. There was a line like the tarmac, and it was this. It was a political thing. It was too like I don't remember what it was all about, but I remember it being like I think something happened right after that was similar and tragic mm. to, to what we were talking about in the sketch. Like we were just throwing things. You know, it was just a. It was an update thing where I was just you know. Whatever Being I was talking about, right, I can't yeah. remember, but it was something like, there was like, I don't know if it was like war implications or whatever it was, but it was, you know, it was fine when when it aired, but then it was like a week later, two weeks later, something, something went down and uh, it just, in retrospect, didn't make any sense, you know, to air it, keep airing it. Right, like when um, Brittany Murphy died and the week, like one week, week before they had, I think Abby Elliott played on a weekend update as a mess. And then she like died of a drug overdose a week later, and they took that out of the show. Also, yeah, uh, Josh Grayson. Which makes sense. Who's this? Josh Grayson's another impression you did from I don't that. American Idol. I, did I do that? I don't yeah, know. I have. I made a list. Yeah. No, you were there when he did the 
famous introduction to Sean Paul. Yeah, I was there for that, right? Right, that's what I meant to say. All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot what happened. Did he? He insisted on wearing a wig or something, right? He dressed up as a Jamaican and he did the, like you know, booyaka shit, all that stuff, and he he did a bad Jamaican accent, pretended to be Jamaican. It's like this is my brother here, and then, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and he did it, and he did it live without telling Lauren or anything else. Yeah, not a not a good move. No, back. never been back. Um, the season finale, Dan Aykroyd hosted. Yeah. What was that like? It was pretty good. It was pretty fun. I remember I got to do a couple things on that one. Um, Dan Aykroyd's awesome. He's another guy that I just love. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't remember too much. I remember I did, I think, Baby K and mm. maybe Drunk Girl or something. I don't remember, but. Yeah, it was always super exciting. It was never a dull moment, you know, super exciting. Sometimes very stressful, but all you had to do is think like, well, I'm on Saturday Night Live. This is cool. You know, like right. that could always bring you back to like, hey, you know, it could be a lot worse. So, um, you yeah. know. And then uh, Bill O'Reilly, you did. Has he, has he uh, guest, host, guest hosted for you yet? On your podcast? Oh, you mean uh, for, no, no. Uh, you know, the... I'm not like that. My podcast is kind of hard to do if I'm not super fluid at the impression because I have to talk for so long and there's, there's a lot of opportunities to not sound like the person, mm. you know? So uh, he's not one I do super well. I could do like, if I write it out, I could sound like him and you know, practice and what I'm going to say, but just to make up stuff on the spot, I, I, that one right. makes, makes me a little nervous to do. Um, so that's what I'm at now. I've done like 11 shows, some, and I have a couple more left, and then I and I start repeating them, pretty much. Um, if you don't mind, who, who were the guest hosts? Guest hosts for my podcast. Uh, so far, I've had I've done Robert Downey Jr., uh, Willem Dafoe, Jesse Pinkman, uh, Letterman, Jimmy Fallon. Hannibal Lecter, Willy Wonka, uh, Dr. Phil, uh, and I did Robert Downey Jr. another time. I did I did once with Alec Baldwin and once with Jimmy Kennedy. Oh, cool. That's what I got so far. And then I got to do Gary Busey next week. And, you know, I want to do Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Okay. That's some of those things. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I like the format. It's a fun format. And, you know, like I think guests sometimes feel like they're being ambushed a bit, but it's just the nature of it, you know? Like Dr. Phil is going to be aggressive, you know? He's going to try to get you, you know? You know, just so I, I guess it just depends on the person, but I try to create a little bit of drama, you know, in the mm. middle of it. Somehow. But these are all people you know, right? The guests? The guests? Right. Yeah, so far, yeah. So it's not yet. You have I'm met... starting to reach out to, there's a few people I want to get that I don't know, and I'm just trying to reach out to them. and Or if I know someone that knows them, trying that little move too. Right. Um, 
but it's it's i think that it's it's made it easier to do this kind of podcast because of the zoom you don't have to get people in the same room you know it's uh you know people get set up in their living room just like you're setting up in your room it's like you just just do it 20 minutes set it up and, and go so I'd like to see people in person. It's it's easier to do, you know, to improv yeah. without the slight delay that this has, you know, the little bit, just enough of a delay to th- throw it off a bit. So getting that down more, but you always talk over each other a little bit. It's mm. just almost impossible. Yeah. Not to. Yeah. I just started because it was quarantine. I figured everyone's home. So they can't be like, yeah. I'm going to be out. Yeah. It's, it's hard to have, a good excuse not to do it. You know, everything's shut down. People are bored. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun to do this. I like doing these. Yeah, they're fun. I like doing Socializing. It. I mean, this is socializing. Yeah. Andy said, uh, do you want to meet Jeff Richards? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to meet Jeff Richards. Why wouldn't you want to meet Jeff Richards? Why wouldn't you? Well, I don't want to meet him. Well, you you spend a lot of time with him. I no, do, which you know, is why I don't want to meet him again. <laughs> right. And then uh, when you have you do some political impressions, you were, give, you, you, you were given Howard Dean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember 2004, the uh, who was out there, I guess. Yeah, it was like John Kerry, right? John Kerry. Bush and um... Al Sharpton, because he hosted. That was after you left. But. Right. That was weird. He had three bodyguards with him. Right. The whole time. It was pretty weird. Yeah. I actually met him at a casino in Vegas. I bumped into him, literally. And I was like, Reverend Al, what are you doing here? It's like, I have to see sinning firsthand. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. I'm not one of your... Uh... He has to see gambling firsthand? Yeah, that was what he said. Oh, it's hilarious. And that I'm doesn't like, sound sketchy. No, right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not one of your disciples. I don't care. I was just... Yeah. I was just saying, hi, how are you doing? Right. I'm just uh, betting for God. You did a show called Cheap Seats without Ron Parker. Right. Um, Sklar Brothers. Oh, the Sklar Brothers. They're funny guys. Yeah. And then you did Bill O'Reilly on Mind and Mencia. Right. And where's my dog at? I don't know. I don't know. Are you asking? She's where's in, your dog at? She's in the other room. All right. Yeah, the, where my dog's at, that was good. I got to do a bunch of impressions on that one. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, learn, learn them, learn new ones. I kind of like that, you know. I kind of like when people tell me to learn one. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because you just have to do it as good as you can. And sometimes it's good. It's good, actually. But it's that push to, oh, I would never have thought of doing Dane Cook or something, you know? I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a good one. Um, That's when they had you do? Dane Cook? Yeah, Dane Cook. uh, I think Owen Wilson... Vince Vaughn, yeah, just whoever was popular then. Yeah. Mm. Have you met anybody? I know they always ask you that. Have you met anybody that you do? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Alec Baldwin. That's how I got him to do my podcast. Really, uh, I started doing uh, face swap vids with him, and then sent it to him, and he responded, and you know, started following me, and then I just kind of chatted him up a little bit, and just said, you know, would you like to do my podcast? I'd love to have you, and he said, yeah. And you do so, you did that with this Robert? Who did you do it? You said Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. They probably know and, each uh, other. What's that? They probably know each other. Yeah. I, I almost felt like they might have known each other in almost a slightly negative way. Oh. No, I mean, it's not bad. Oh, but, no, no, no. But it gave us something to work with. I mean, he at least came at me in a way that felt like, but then I came at him too. Mm. It's just like I wanted to bump egos with him as Robert Downey Jr. That's what I was trying to kind of do a little bit. That, that's funny. Just to kind of, you know, just go back and forth and then maybe bump a little bit, have a little bit of a thing. Right. I always like podcasts that do that a little bit, something, you know, where it's like people can kind of go, wait, is this real or is this, this is different? You know, this feels different, you know, you know, as opposed to just a, just something that goes along and like what we're doing imagine. now <laughs> right we're pretty much just not bumping uglies we're just uh, moving forward in the, the world so did you do a lord impression uh yeah 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 well uh could I get the thing is i remember like between dress and air when he'd give notes i loved watching him he'd be like oh uh, there's this on on Catan, there's a slight shadow when he turns. Can we have him? Can we have him make sure? Have him make sure he doesn't turn. Can you make him? Okay. That that's on Catan. Uh, right yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Huh? That's on Candy. That's scary. Oh, well, it's a, it a certain sense of um, it, um, yeah, yeah. My uh. Can I get another Amstel light? Yeah. What's that? I thought he just drank a glass of wine, but he likes Amstel Lights as well. I uh, like Amstel Lights for dressing air, yes. Which is funny, too, because my shrink sounds just like uh, Lauren Michaels, too. So it's almost a, it's like almost a trick, you know? So tell me uh, about so, yeah. uh, my, my psychiatrist, my psychiatrist always asks me, like, what I had in my, my vegetable shakes. What are you putting in your shakes? Yeah. I'd be like, um, uh, spinach, walnuts, uh, cucumber. Oh, cucumber. Phallic. Cleansing. Wasn't going for a phallic thing by asking you about the cucumbers? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you do the other, did, did you do any of the other cast members impression? Like Catan or... Well, a little bit of Daryl, you know, it's like, there's these sort of things that they do. It's like, you know, for a while I was like, you know, it's like Eddie Murphy, like to me, I was like, you know, I'm like a big fan of yours and he's like, I'm a big fan of yours, you know, so. <laughs> and, um, you know, I always feel like, I always feel like the novel, like the early Western century is like, there's like, there's like Steinbeck was, yeah, incredible, you know, it's, it's mm. incredible, you know. That's if you do Rich that's Hall. That's my Chris Catan impression. Oh, that's a great Chris Catan. Thank you. Uh 
if you talk to Rich Hall, Rich Hall will tell you bad things about Steinbeck. So you might, you know, have a little Rich Hall and uh, talk about John Steinbeck. That'd be, I mean, that, that's a sounds to start. Because I'm into it. Yeah. I don't have his number. Do you? I have email. I had him on, and okay, he did he did a documentary about John Steinbeck and the myth of the Oki in in England and the BBC. So uh, he's over there, isn't he? Yeah, but he was in Montana in his ranch when I talked to him. Cool, yeah. I love that guy, Sniglets. <laughs> yeah, he was like he stopped doing it because people would just go. He'd get on stage and they'd go Sniglets, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I can't stand there for forty five minutes going." You know, this is a word that should be like. Yeah, it's like yeah. the whole. It's like the whole trick. You don't want to do anything good, so everyone sticks your nose in it. Because when I was at your show. Drunk girl! Yeah, 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 I'll do drunk girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I said it like that. Dude. No, 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 no. No, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm just bumping. No, yeah. I'm trying to bump. Trying to bump. You love you. it and hate it. Yeah. You want to do new things and people want to talk about old things, you know, but but you can't, uh, you know, both are important. Right. Old and new things. You know? Do you do, yeah? Do you, do you do Gene Wilder outside of Willy Wonka or just as Willy Wonka? I just did Willy Wonka. I mean, I've done him before on Instagram, just him. But Willy Wonka gives you so much more, I think. So much more goodies. Mm. I, I did Willy Wonka with uh, Ginger Gonzaga. And uh, I, she's really funny. It was oh, a lot of fun. Okay. And who'd she play? No, she was herself. I this is uh, my podcast. Oh, I don't know who she is. podcast, I have people, real people on. But then I interview. And interview them as the impression. Right, I just didn't know who she was. I don't. She, oh yeah, no, she was. Uh, she's a pretty well-to-do actress, comedian, groundling. Oh, okay. She's in the show Kidding and okay, and stuff like that. All right, me and well, you're you're an established person. Um, I got a lot of Second City people, but I haven't gotten a groundling. But you said you were a groundling, so you're my first. I wasn't a full groundling. I just I just did it one level. I didn't even pass the level. Mm. Yeah, it was like they want to. I mean, they want you to come down to tell you that they, you didn't pass, so they get you to take more classes, which is fine. Right. But uh, I was like, I don't want to come down there. You know, just tell me if I passed or not. She's like, I can't tell you. I'm like, I didn't pass, did I? <laughs> She's like, No. <laughs> that's a hard world, to, but see, that's what's so great about it. if you were a groundling or second city, you really learn how to navigate. You know. In that kind of community, which is very similar to SNL, you know. Did you ever meet Letterman? Who? Letterman. Letterman? Yeah. No, I never have. Wish I did. Did anybody ever think you were Evil Dave from Howard Stern? No, no. Because no. I don't really do it evil. I don't do it. I just talk about certain. Uh, again, individuality is an important thing, but uh, but but at what point? Uh, at what particular intersection do you find the commonality between man and man itself? <laughs> it's just a funny impression. It just because you know you got it, and then that the philosophical letterman. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, finding that uh, interesting angle, you know. Mm. You know, just like that guy who came up with an evil Dave. Right. You know, you could see Letterman maybe going that way. 
so it's not totally out of the normal, but it is something you haven't seen. Right. Like the evil day, you know, to have a unique, fresh take on that person, you know? Yeah, and then he did uh, evil Jay Leno, and it's just like, okay, that's all you could do. Just the evil. You can't keep doing evil, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, You just can't keep doing that. Did anybody at SNL say anything about like Norm's impression of Letterman? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm sure it came up. It's completely Uh, different. Everyone loves his impression. I do too. Uh, You know, it's a completely different impression. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's uh, still David Letterman, but there's like, yeah, his his kind of chit chat angle on it. Uh huh. You know, it's almost like like Conan. Like, I just bring up Conan for a sec. Conan O'Brien. Like I don't do a Conan O'Brien, but I do one thing is his la- is is when he is when he's like listening to someone, but he's not really listening. He goes nah, <clears throat> nah, like and that's all I got. Right, and that's all I got to say. I'm trying to think of I, I love Conan. I'm trying to think of nah, who you might have said that to. Nah, yeah, you know he's not listening, right? Yeah. So. Did you do Johnny? Uh, Johnny Knoxville? Yeah. When he was the host of The Tonight Show. I actually did do Johnny Knoxville once. Yeah. Um, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, a little bit, playing around with it. But again, it's one of those kind of impressions where it's like, you don't need it anymore. everybody does one, and it's like, why would you do the same one, you know? Right. Come up with another one. But they're fun to do. Certain people are infectious, you know? But uh, it's always been a turnoff if I see everybody do one, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. Did you ever see Piscopo's Letterman? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one, yeah. Joe Piscopo. It's three hours. next to him at the 40th. I got to go to the 40th anniversary. That's awesome. Yeah. I talked to Gary Kroger about that. Um, Oh, he sat in that uh, No, 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 it wasn't Kroger. Was it Gary Kroger? Yeah, wait, did he sit next to me too? No, he didn't. Shit, I don't remember. No, he was just talking about the 40th anniversary in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who I sat next to. It was like Piscopo, and then it was also, uh, damn, I don't remember his name. Uh, anyway. So when Piscopo got up to do uh, Sinatra, you were sitting right next to him? No, he sat, he sat, he, he went and sat down there when he was about to do his thing, but he was up there. Or, you know, where I was kind of right next in my area. I don't know if sat right next to me or maybe the row back or something. Right. But, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, did you stay for the whole after party? With oh, Prince, yeah. With Prince and everybody? Prince and uh, Paul McCartney on stage at the same time. That's yeah. Cool. It's like a brotherhood. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. And Gilbert Gottfried was there. Right, yeah. Everybody was there. Yeah, talk I mean, to him. And then you'd see people like, just like, you know, Sarah Palin and Elvis Costello. And it's just fun. I remember just as soon as the show was over, lights were up, everybody was just everywhere. Just walking around was like, it's like looking at one of those paintings where it's like Elvis and Madonna, Marilyn yeah. Monroe and James Dean. It was like the same thing as like Jim Carrey and Bill Murray and 
It was awesome. Did they take a picture? I know on the 25th anniversary, they took a picture of everybody on the stage. I think so. Cool. And then didn't give one to everybody? It's, I don't know about getting it, one. It's <laughs> somewhere. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. I didn't get CC'd on that. That's cool. Yeah, I got to talk to... Um, you might be like my thirteenth or fourteenth person from Saturday Night Live, which is awesome. I've seen I've seen everyone, and uh, you have yeah, a lot cool. of time a lot of time on my hands. I remember I used to pull episodes of the auditions. Oh, that's people. awesome! You know, you get back then you get a VHS tape of every you know if you was, mm. oh can I get this episode? It was all VHS. It was all VCRs. Well, that's how it started. Yeah, What's for me. Different? Yeah, watch Jim Carrey's audition. Cool. Yeah. So you're doing the podcast, and you get, and you're gonna go back to stand up when, eventually, stand up starts happening again. Yeah, I think so. Sure, you know, I just just have to see what, what happens and uh, how it's handled. I'm just assuming. I just play it as if it's not gonna happen. You know. I just kind of play it that way and just try to go all in on the online. Well, yeah, you're, you seem very adaptable. So trying to, I mean, yeah, just trying to create like, you know, openings to, to perform in mm. and create like opportunity. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> try to create uh, opportunity as much as I can, but Andy's been great. Uh, Andy Hoglin and mm. uh, Jason Hour, those are the people working on my show. Kelly Kirsten, they've just been—I just been lucky to get awesome people helping me. Yeah, and, and so I didn't—I only know Andy from his his uh, interviews that he. Yeah. And I'd be like, I got this person. This is maybe you could talk. You want to talk to them too? Or he's like, oh, I got this one. It's like you're playing uh, with baseball cards. Yeah, with, with the SNL cast member like baseball cards. So, yeah, I got a Mary Gross. Yeah. yeah, I took a picture with her once. That's cool. Oh, I remember what his name. Damn, I can't. Why Tim Kazarinski. Yes, yes. That's that's who I said next to, and then behind me, I think was uh, Piscopo. Okay. Or to the left of me, I don't know where it was, but I remember talking to him for a bit. Hmm. He was he's like one very underrated uh, Tim Kazerinsky. Oh yeah. And he was good in the neighbors with Akward and Belushi. Yep. I have yep, a classic. Another couple of uh, comedians coming on. Um Dennis Blair. Do you know Dennis Blair? Uh-huh. Yep. And uh Dan Vitale. Okay. And um Alan Havy. Oh yeah. So sure. I'm gonna see what they think about if there's gonna be what stand-up's going to be like after we open up. Yeah. The audience is going to be... Try to be I try to be positive about it all, you know, mm. and, and, and just look at it like, you know, having a backup, like, like you said, the online thing. It's keep that going, you know, that'll keep going. Online's not going anywhere, I don't right. think. No. But, um, like I said, just to stay busy and stay creative and keep performing, keep sharp, have fun. Yeah. Do you, are you going to plan on doing them on like YouTube or just as a podcast? 
Oh yeah, it's, uh, every episode's on YouTube. No, I only heard them on your on your website. Well, they're on there, YouTube. No, I believe you. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, no, they're. Uh, <laughs> I believe you. I'm not challenging. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, they're on the website. They're on the YouTube, um, and their audio. And I, originally, I was just thinking, oh, it'll just be audio, right? Because I was thinking, I don't want you to look at my face, right. and now you're not thinking about Louis Anderson, Dave Lemon, whoever, right? Just listen and get lost in it. But then it's like so many people watch YouTube. You have to have a video. And then that's when we were like, okay, let's deep fake it. So it's not me exactly. Right. So that's kind of how it happened. And the deep fake, Scott Welsh does the deep fakes. He's awesome. Mm. So do you ever see the one with uh, the deep fake of uh, it was uh, Donald Trump, but it was Rodney Dangerfield's material? I didn't see that. No. It's pretty funny. They have a lot of them. Pretty good. Yeah, because it looks like him. He's even doing that with the with the tie, and it's like. Well, see, this is what, that's most of what you see deep fakes. You mostly right. see a face put on existing footage. Right. Right. That's what you see. Yeah. But you don't usually see this this kind of as much. No, that's which, good. Uh, I think it's fun. Yeah, you're not, you're not uh, doing commercials where, you, where you're going, uh, Joe Biden said this, and then it's a deep fake of somebody doing a Joe Biden impression. Right. Right, you're just doing it. Or, even, or even what's acceptable or people love is just people lip syncing, like TikTok. Yes. I mean, now you're not doing the voice, you're not doing the face, you just, you know. Yeah. But people, it's, it's just what people are into, whatever they're into. That Sarah Cooper uh, woman who... Just looks oh like, yeah, she does it. She's good at it. She's really good at it. She yeah, she does that well. But but uh I don't know. I don't want to see I, I it'd be sad to see impressions go by the wayside, but I don't think that's really gonna happen. But mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with deep fake. It's kind of just picking up a little momentum. Mm-hmm. See what ends up happening. That'd be yeah, that'd be a good good show. Like a yeah, I mean, just as long as it's, I don't know what, I don't know what has to happen for people. I know the South Park guys did some deep fake. They have a deep fake uh, show that came out, right? I, did you see that? No, uh, didn't. Yeah, they, they, they created some some new deep fake shows. So that's starting to come out of shows. I did one with David Spade on his show. I did Robert Downey Jr. on his old show. Oh, uh, the Shelby uh, show? No, the one after that. That was on Comedy Central. I thought that was, okay, I thought that was the show. Uh, it's called uh, Oh Midnight. Uh, yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah, a- after lighter, I forgot what it's called. Um, and now he has a new show coming out on uh, Netflix in December. That's cool. So maybe they'll do those again. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I'm going to listen to those, and I will, when I do the, uh, Jeff Richards talks about, I'll put all your uh, links in the, wherever that's called. In the links area. The links area. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Is that, where, is, that the, is that the technical term? I think it's the, it's the technical term, yeah. It's the links area. Okay. Links station. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> good having you. I mean, good having you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. All okay, right. cool. All right, bye. Take care. You too.